Well, the big adventure in Ireland today concerns the news. The news has come out into the public that the Taoiseach, the Prime Minister of Ireland, has gone, not only gone to meet President Trump, and that's a normal thing for an Irish Taoiseach to do on the eve of St. Patrick's Day, or even in two days before St. Patrick's Day, because I think he met him yesterday. But the Taoiseach has gone and made a speech in which he said that he intervened personally in order to do his best to stop a wind farm being built close to a hotel owned by Donald Trump in the west of Ireland. Donald Trump objected to the building of a wind farm, proposals being put forward by in, Cor in, uh, in Clare, supported by the county council, and the Taoiseach intervened. And he boasted about it. I mean, although I realize that the word boast is a isn't a neutral descriptive word, but he referred to it with some pride, highlighted the matter to Paul Ryan, and I can't remember how many other people were present, but it's breaking news in Ireland. Especially after, when he was in opposition as a politician, the Taoiseach, the man who's now Taoiseach in Ireland, was completely against an invitation being given to Donald Trump to come to visit Ireland. And I think he called him something like a racist. Anyway, he called him some nasty name. And now he's over there in the United States shaking the flesh. Now, of course, what an opposition politician says on behalf of his political party is completely different, different in terms of a status statement and something made as the Taoiseach of a country. And I imagine that the defense that would be made by Leo Varadka for what he's done, the inconsistency between the two positions is that he was only an opposition politician, a person of no social standing, when he was against Trump coming to Ireland and very critical of uh, the nature of Trump's behavior and character and ethos. That he, he made those remarks when he was a person of no consequence. Now that he is the Taoiseach of the country, he must represent the interests of Ireland and it would hardly be in the interests of a little island off the west coast of Europe to be calling the President of the United States, that huge global superpower, a collection of nasty names. Certainly would not. The current President of the United States does not have a reputation for forgetting what people have said about him. So, that is what is welling up in Ireland. Of course the opposition politicians in Ireland 
whose job it is to oppose the Irish government at every turn in order to test everything that the Irish government is aiming to do, of course they are coming out of the woodwork and saying that the Taoiseach of Ireland should explain why he got involved in interceding on behalf of Donald Trump in relation to stopping wind farms. But, as they would probably have to admit themselves, if they were in the government, they would be going to Washington and kowtowing with the president. It's normal behaviour, by the way, for politicians in Ireland to be lobbied by businesses and individuals to exercise their influence over a planning process, a planning application. Goodness knows what happens behind the scenes, but if you were a planning officer in a county and you got a phone call from Leah Varadka saying or indicating that this could be looked on with disapproval if uh, the wind farm was permitted to go ahead. I wonder uh, what you might do. Even if you didn't connect what you were doing to what had been said to you. Great. Well, that's a big adventure that will run over the next few days in Ireland. St. Patrick's weekend full of adventures. You can be certain that there will be leprechauns leaping all over the country tomorrow and hanging around over the weekend. I'll be back with more adventures from Cork with Love. Paul Omani saying cheerio for now. I'm on my way to the woods for another adventure. Oh, I have a correction, a correction to what I said earlier about the planning application to build a wind farm in County Clare. The County Council in Clare did not support the planning application. They were the planning authority to whom the application was being made. So, lobbying the, the authority who would be making a decision on the planning application is what Leah Varadka did. I'm, I'm walking in the woods thinking about the craziness of what, <laughs> what hap has happened. Because on the 9th of March, which isn't very long ago, one of the government ministers, well, his uh, officials from that department, sent out a letter to local authorities and it told local authorities, well, it told local councillors, elected people, that local elected people, like called county councillors around the country, that they shouldn't interfere in planning applications and they shouldn't discuss them at council meetings as it could, quote, undermine due process and exert undue influence on planning authorities. Well, 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 how interesting. So with the one branch of government, 
which has responsibility for planning, the Department of Housing, Planning and Local Government, that has a minister, Owen Murphy, I think is his name. And this minister, I think, if I remember rightly, sits in the cabinet. So he's not a sort of person of no distinction. But he came out and he... Uh, well, he's the one who's responsible for what his officials did. And... They sent a circular entitled Discussion of the Merits of Individual Planning Applications at Municipal District Area Committee and Council Meetings does not form part of the statutory process for the consideration of such applications and should not be used by elected members to advocate that a particular decision be made on an individual application. And there we have at the same time, within a few weeks, the Taoiseach saying that he himself took a phone call from Donald Trump of course, that's a big deal, isn't it? Got a personal phone call from Donald Trump and that he, on behalf of Donald Trump, made representations to the planning officials in County Clare. Now, I do hope I haven't got all of these facts wrong. I'm really bringing all my information from the National, um, the National Broadcasting Authority app, the RTE News. But isn't that a hoot? That, that, there was a great program once on the BBC television called Yes Minister. Oh, this reminds me of that. Oh, yes. What did Shakespeare say? What a, what a, dum -a, dum -a. anyway, I can't remember. So I'm back to my adventurous walk with the dog who has not yet found a cannibalist, a cannibalistic banshee, or for that matter, a flesh-eating leprechaun. So, I wish you well, and I hope you are going to be enjoying your St. Patrick's Day weekend, and I hope you've done your DNA test and discovered that you're really, really Irish to a certain degree. Toodle pip. It has been brought to my attention that I made a serious mistake. I told you that Leo Varadka, the Taoiseach in Ireland, had intervened, and that's not correct. He intervened when he was a government minister. But he didn't intervene when he was the Taoiseach. This changes everything. It means, of course, that Leo's reputation is unsullied and that, of course, a government minister in Ireland could not be construed to be exerting undue influence over the planners in County Clare, doesn't it? It's almost time for St. Patrick to arrive. You see, it's 
it's in the hour leading up to midnight. And you know, even though Cinderella forgot how the time was flying away, Irish people will never forget that St. Patrick arrives on St. Patrick's Day. So as I walk past various shades of green, in this darkness, in this light underneath those stars above, I'm getting myself ready psychologically, emotionally, spiritually for the arrival of St. Patrick. You see, tomorrow is a very, very big day in the life of Irish people all over the world. Yes, Ireland are playing England in rugby. Oh yeah, this is a huge match. This is, uh, will determine whether Ireland win the Grand Slam or not. And recently Ireland, Irish people, were deeply insulted by the coach from the English rugby team, Eddie Jones. Yes, he said some very derogatory things. I can only imagine that he was very drunk at the time or else that he's an extremely unpleasant man, privately. Anyway, the dog has walked ahead, ran ahead if you like, and it's delightful to be underneath the stars, wondering from which star will St. Patrick descend? Will he come? from the plough, that symbol of agriculture life, into a country which is still pretty agrarian. Will St. Patrick come from Orion's belt? After all, we've had a lot of tightening of belts here in the last decade. By the way, everyone's asleep here. They're asleep in front of the television, absorbing what comes to them. Ooh, but it's chilly outside. It is. bring you silence. So where do you stand in relation to St. Patrick? Do you stand to the left or to the right? Is it your view that Patrick was a freedom fighter? Part of the liberation movement to free people from paganism? 
Yes. Was that what Patrick was to you? Or was Patrick the new Nero? Who was Patrick? Who is Patrick to you? Did Patrick die a long time ago? Or is Patrick alive every day? Is Patrick a continuous presence? Or somebody who only just comes up once a year when you feel you have a national duty to drink pints and pints of the black stuff? Given that Patrick, by universal agreement, was not born on the island of Ireland, do you consider that he is a fit person to be the national saint of Ireland? That he, a guy who's Scottish or Welsh before either of those places were really invented as coherent units or invented themselves as coherent units given that Patrick is a foreigner should he continue to be regarded as the patron saint of Ireland I think he was pretty fluid in his movements. He went back and forth from one, the island of Ireland to other places. In fact, there's even a rumor he went to Rome. So from a shepherd to a prince of Christianity. He's some guy, isn't he? stars make of him did they like his company do they like his company as much as my dog seems to like the company of poles now we've reached the end of the estate yeah leave that plastic bag alone I wonder who's Who's dropped a plastic bag on the way? Disgraceful. Okay, Leo. Louis, Louis. I keep calling Louis Leo for some reason. Probably because I don't have enough practice talking to people whose names begin with an L. Remember I once was mad about a woman called Lorna. Then there was Lara in Dr. Zhivago. And more recently, actually, there's a wonderful woman called Lisa who sent me a book. She sent me a book from the United States. And the book included an introduction, included a 
an introduction to the poetry of Walt Whitman by um, by the poet of Chicago, the man who wrote the city, whose name has temporarily been displaced. Oh dear, oh, isn't that what life is like? Here today, gone tomorrow. So let me leave you with this thought about St. Patrick. Patrick is the person about whom my daughter brought home her first joke. And you know, who knows where, where she might end up in her life. But she, she brought home a joke that went like this. What did St. Patrick say to the snakes? Now I should explain. St. Patrick is famous in Ireland for a number of things. Not just minding sheep and not just converting the, the Gaelic or the Irish clans to Christianity but he's famous for driving snakes out of Ireland. You see, Ireland doesn't have any snakes. And of course, there has to be an explanation. So St. Patrick drove the snakes out of Ireland. So what did St. Patrick say to the snakes while he was driving them out of Ireland? And this is the punchline my daughter brought home. I don't, I, to this day, I don't know where it came from. St. Patrick said to the snakes, Are you all right in the back, lads? Shades of many drinking parties. Go on, Louis. Okay. I bid you a, a great St. Patrick. May all of your teeth be green. Hiya. Hiya. Say hello to the people. Mm.